We get it. You're busy. You don't have time to waste on the mainstream media. That's why Salem News Channel is here. We have hosts worth watching, actually discussing the topics that matter. Andrew Wilkow, Dinesh D'Souza, Brandon Tatum, and more. Open debate and free speech you won't find anywhere else. We're not like the other guys. We're Salem News Channel. Watch anytime on any screen for free 24-7 at snc.tv. And on local now, channel 525. The John Steigerwald Show, sponsored by Service Master of Greater Pittsburgh. Demand the yellow van. Portions of today's program may be pre-recorded. If you can't beat him, who can you beat? I've been saying, I've been, I've been saying for a while here that if uh, John Fetterman is elected to the Senate three weeks from today, there's no hope for the human race. Now, if I'm wrong about that, and he does win, but the human race does somehow survive, then at least it has to be the end of the Republican Party in Pennsylvania. Come on, I mean, if you went into a laboratory to create a perfect candidate to run against, you know who you'd come out with? John Fetterman. To start with, he has a a pretty good resemblance to the Frankenstein monster. He was supported by his parents until he was almost 50, never had a job. His political experience before somehow becoming lieutenant governor was that as a less than successful uh, mayor of basically a suburb of Pittsburgh, his uh, favorite topic is prison reform, which means, you know, he'd really like to see more criminals on the street. He doesn't really like the idea of life without parole for people who commit murder, you know. So he holds that view at a time when uh, crime is one of the top two issues in the election. So, again, a perfect candidate if you want to beat him. Add to that the inability to put two coherent sentences together uh, because of the effects of a major stroke that, by the way, he's been trying to hide since the campaign started. And what you have is what probably is the worst candidate in Pennsylvania political history. Now, if you were to survey all 50 states and check out all the major candidates in the major races... Do you think you could come up with a better person to run against if you were a Republican? And he's still leading in most of the polls, if not all of them. So if you are a Republican, you have to be asking yourself, if we can't beat this guy, who can we beat? And if you're a Republican voter and you're not thrilled with Dr. Oz as your candidate, keep in mind that you're going to have to look at John Fetterman. John Fetterman. Get that picture in your mind. You're going to have to look at him for six years if you and too many uh, other Republicans stay home three weeks from today. Believe it or not, the Philadelphia Inquirer, that's the biggest newspaper in Pennsylvania, has already endorsed Fetterman. And when we come back, we're going to talk to a columnist who used to work there and was fired for being a little bit too conservative. We'll talk about Fetterman with her. And in our second half hour, we're going to talk to the producer of Robert F. Kennedy Jr.'s documentary called The Real Anthony Fauci. Stick around. John Fetterman poses as working class, but the New York Times reported that Fetterman lived off his parents until he was 49. The Pittsburgh Post-Gazette reported Fetterman grew up, quote, sheltered from any hardship. His blue-collar routine is fake. He's a phony. Fetterman's act insults real families with real struggles. Far-left Fetterman would make life even harder for them. With inflation running wild, Fetterman's pushing tax hikes on those of us who actually work. He backed higher federal taxes and higher state taxes, even pushing to raise Pennsylvania's income tax rate 46%. And Fetterman said releasing murderers early was the most critical thing he'll ever do in office. That's nuts. Reject John Fetterman. He's a far-left fraud. Senate Leadership Fund paid for and is responsible for the content of this advertising. Not authorized by any candidate or candidate's committee. www.senateleadershipfund.org Attention! This is a special alert for all Americans who own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles with an overpriced auto warranty or no warranty coverage at all. Due to the increase of new and used car prices, repair costs, and the price of gas, people are keeping their cars longer than ever, which is why CarShield is announcing a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan to save any driver out-of-pocket expenses on covered auto repair. Call now to find out how you can save thousands for covered auto repairs. Yes, you heard that correctly. You could save thousands on future auto repairs. Our specialists are standing by for all drivers to call for a free quick quote. Call 800-518-1985. 
Vehicle Protector Plan pricing is at an all-time low. Plus, drivers who purchase this coverage today will receive rental car options, free roadside assistance, and free towing. Call 800-518-1985 now for your free quick quote. That's 800-518-1985. What do you have to lose? Call 800-518-1985. Again, 800-518-1985. International travel is open again. So now is the perfect time for that trip to Israel, the trip of a lifetime. A trip to the Holy Land will bring you face-to-face with one of the most fascinating countries on earth. More than just a vacation, this meaningful trip is your opportunity to enjoy the freedom to travel again. Walking the ancient streets of Jerusalem where Jesus walked, sailing the Sea of Galilee, and floating in the mineral-rich Dead Sea with its healing and rejuvenating power. Sebastian Gorka and Dinesh D'Souza, along with our trusted travel partner, Inspiration Cruises and Tours, personally invite you to experience Israel with them this November. To book your trip to Israel, log on to StandWithIsraelTour.com. That's StandWithIsraelTour.com. Then call 855-565-5519 to secure your spot. Call today, 855-565-5519. I'll second guest dinners with friends because they can be interrupted by diarrhea, gas, bloating, stomach pain, or oily stools. It turns out I have EPI, or exocrine pancreatic insufficiency, which means I'm missing the enzymes needed to digest food. My doctor prescribed Creon, pancrelipase, an oral prescription medication that replaces pancreatic digestive enzymes. Creon treats EPI due to cystic fibrosis, chronic pancreatitis, pancreatectomy, or other conditions. Creon may increase your chance of fibrosing colonopathy, a rare bowel disorder. Tell your doctor if you have a history of intestinal blockage or scarring or thickening of your bowel wall if you're allergic to pork or if you have gout kidney problems or worsening of painful swollen joints call your doctor if you have any unusual or severe gastrointestinal symptoms or allergic reactions take creon as directed by your doctor and always with food do not chew capsules as this may cause mouth irritation other side effects may include blood sugar changes gas dizziness sore throat and cough these are not all the side effects of creon creon is the number one prescribed epi treatment ask your doctor about creon for epi and visit creoninfo.com or call 800-633-9110 to learn more that's c-r-e-o-n info.com this is the John Stackerwalt Show on AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The answer. Well, as I said when we opened the show, I believe that if uh, John Fetterman is elected as one of Pennsylvania's U.S. senators, there's no hope for the human race. Uh, and I say that not because of anything he's going to do when he gets to Washington, but because it will mean that millions of people uh, were stupid enough to vote for him, and that just dooms the planet. Meanwhile, the, uh, the biggest newspaper in the state, the Philadelphia Inquirer, has endorsed him. Christine Flowers was a columnist there until she was fired, I think for being a little bit too conservative. She's a columnist for the Delaware County Daily Times now, and she joins us now. Christine, thanks for coming on the show again. How are you? Hey, John. Always fantastic to talk to you. I'm great. How are you guys out west? I think we're doing all right. Um, and I got up to ask you, has, has there ever been a Democrat candidate who was not endorsed by the Philadelphia Inquirer? Only two in my lifetime. Um, and that would be Ron Castile, who ran for Philadelphia District Attorney. Um, God, I was still in law school, I think, at that point. I'm talking three decades ago. And then actually recently, within the past five or six years, a woman named Beth Grossman, who was running against Larry Krasner for, she was the Republican um, nominee for district attorney in Philadelphia. And amazingly enough, the Inquirer endorsed her for the, fir- you know, the very first time, the, the first run around. And I think that was because they had a moment of clarity, and it rarely happens. You know, a, a, a soft yeah. clock is right twice a day. And, of course, the second time around, they endorsed uh Krasner, which was a huge mistake. Of course, so they, Krasner is the so worst thing that ever happened in nice, Philadelphia. So they think he's doing a nice job then, I guess. You know what? They're they, so afraid of ruffling the feathers of their woke overlords that they, even though they do see that you know, the body count is rising right. and the bloodshed is increasing, that they're not going to observe that or make any mention of it because it's simply not in the playbook. It's not in the um, Howard Zinn playbook. They have to be very careful about what toes they step on and what feathers they ruffle. And so, I mean, you know, when I saw that they had endorsed Betterman, I posted on my social media, I said, oh my God, 
if I wore dentures, they would have just fallen <laughs> out of my mouth from the shock of it. Because it was was preordained, John. Who actually thought, who in their right mind thought, that the leftist Philadelphia Inquirer was ever going to endorse someone that didn't have a D after his name? Yep. Uh, Well, they said, quote, this is from the the endorsement, quote, he's an experienced public servant and has an abundance of the kind of values and priorities that are needed to move the nation forward. Is the translation of that... He likes abortion. Is that oh, what that oh, translates easily. to? Easily, but I, but I, yeah, that of course. Um, that's one of my major peccadillos. He sees absolutely no limits on abortion whatsoever. He said it. You know, people say, "Oh, he doesn't believe that." I said there is tape of him saying this. But beyond that, John, I have to question the judgment you know, whatever judgment there is on that editorial board for actually saying that he's a dedicated public servant. Yeah. He left Braddock. And I, listen, I'm a girl from the uh, eastern part of the state. I think you guys know better than I do. He left Braddock in a, in a worse state than when he found it. You yeah. know, I mean, by all accounts, it's, I, I can't use this word on the air, but it's a blank hole there right now. Right. And it's unfortunate... And, uh... Go ahead. I'm sorry. I was going to say, Selena Zito wrote a great piece about it for the New York Post. Um, if people should check that out. And just so She's you amazing. know. You guys, you guys should be very proud of Selena. She is the yeah. best thing that Pennsylvania has produced, and she comes out of Western PA, so she's amazing. Yeah, and, and here's the thing, uh, Christine. Um, for people, people in Pittsburgh know this, but people around the country, including down east where you guys are, you see that he was the mayor of Braddock, a town uh, east, uh, you know, a few miles from Pittsburgh. It's a suburb of Pittsburgh. I, it may actually be incorporated as a city or whatever the legal term is for it, but it's a suburb of Pittsburgh, and it's been uh, a dump for about since the steel mills closed. And and you're right, he did a really good job of making things worse. I mean, uh, honestly, and to say that he's a dedicated public servant, do dedicated public servants hold guns to African-American men in jogging suits because they think that they may have committed a crime? Are they, you know, are dedicated public servants used to racial profiling? Are dedicated public servants the kind of people who let mommy and daddy take care of them until they're 49? Are dedicated public servants the kind of people who malign and slander and attack other people who don't agree with them? And are dedicated public servants the kind of people who lie about their very severe medical disabilities? I'm so disgusted. My column in the Delco Times this week, which really caught fire, I'm, I'm surprised, uh, it's gotten retweeted and retweeted and retweeted. That column was about the lack of judgment, the lying, the malfeasance of John Fetterman for candidating himself in such a debilitated state, thinking that he and his ego and his family and his priorities are more important than the welfare of the people of Pennsylvania. It's disgusting and I'm going to do everything in my power, which is limited, but I have a big Italian-Irish voice, to make sure that people know what a fraud he is. Yeah, you uh, you wrote a column about that, and uh, your your point was um, that, uh, he, I guess you, you said that his cover-up is actually worse than whatever whatever illness he's suffering from or whatever, whatever uh, incapacity he has. Is the covering up of those uh, effects of the stroke or worse than the stroke itself? It, it, is, it is, John. I mean, they always say the cover-up is worse than the crime. And, yeah. you know, the crime such as it is, having a stroke obviously is not a crime. But being unable to speak correctly, being unable to have cognitive and auditory understanding and comprehension without somebody putting letters on a teleprompter for you, that's wrong. That's not what a U.S. senator should be forced to do. And for them to try and hide this simply because, again, it's ego, John. This man wants to be in power, and the Democrats will do anything because they have no soul here. They, will put up, they would put up a scarecrow 
which he somewhat resembles anyway, if they thought that that scarecrow could get enough votes. I actually am very optimistic. I've seen the polls shifting. Um, Even here in southeastern Pennsylvania, I think a lot of people are really disgusted with the way that the Fetterman campaign has refused to debate. I mean, he says he's going to debate. He's going to wait until the last minute. You know that on the eve of October 24th, the day before the debate, he's going to step down. He's going to say, oh, we can't do it. And he thinks that he doesn't have to worry about it. Fetterman is just a fraud of the most epic proportions. And the sad part is he's so aptly noted at the beginning was that if people vote for him, that shows that we are a state filled with gullible adults. Uh, I I, I shudder to think. I shudder to think. Yeah, well, and I also, what I said in the opening of the show uh, is that if you uh, are Republican and you can't beat this guy in Pennsylvania, who can you beat? You you couldn't That's create right. a worse a worse candidate if you if the Democratic Party came to you and said, "Listen, write down a few things you'd like our candidate to have to make it easy for you to win." You would you would write down uh, things that would uh, be a, a li- would be a description of John Fetterman. You couldn't That's come up exactly, with a better one. That's exactly right. I have to tell you something. Um, as I'm talking to you, I'm walking through the streets of South Philadelphia. Now, South Philadelphia used to be a very blue-collar, but kind of ethnic blue-collar area, neighborhood. One of the types of areas that I know Pittsburgh um, has had for, you know, its entire existence. And you would not have seen Fetterman or Shapiro posters in this area before because they understand these people are very, very good barometers and gauges of true character and authenticity. And I will tell you that there is a very small pocket here with the Fetterman and Shapiro signs. But you can hear the beeping in the background. The majority of the signs that I see are Oz, which is is surprising, but it makes me feel good at the very least about my own neighborhood, my own area here. I think that they have their blank detector rhymes with hit detector. <laughs> on high down here in South Philly. Yeah. Well, you know what? Uh, here in Pittsburgh, um, I don't get out that much. I don't go. I don't go around visiting neighborhoods. But uh, I would say that the Fetterman signs. This is just a rough estimate. I would say it's at least three to one more Fetterman signs than Oz signs everywhere I go. Now, what I believe now is, and tell me what you think of this, because you're. You you are f- following this stuff the same way that I do, and you and you're a, someone who's lived in the same place for most of your life. I think what's happened uh, is, and apparently it's not happened where the, in the area where you just described. But um, I see I I walk through a neighborhood, and, a, and a, it's a it's a pretty affluent neighborhood. The part the the area where I take my dogs to walk, and it's just totally uh, dominated by Fetterman signs. But I believe that those are the same people that put the Black Lives Matter signs in their front yard and talk about how they love immigrants and and they haven't lived uh, in a neighborhood that was more than uh, the closer than ten miles from a black person in their life. Um, and so they're virtue signaling with their signs to say to tell everybody how wonderful they are. But the Oz voters, the Republican voters, are just keeping their mouth shut and they're going to go vote. That's that's my theory. Right. And that's what I'm sticking to. You know. I just, I just I don't think the Oz f- voters feel a need to let their neighbors know that they're voting for Oz the way that the Fetterman voter and the Democrat voter feels the need to, to uh, tell everybody how wonderful they are. You're, you're absolutely right. I think that's exactly the point here. And it's very similar to what happens with um, Donald Trump. You know, all of the polls um, said people were going to vote for Hillary. I mean, it, was, it, it wasn't even close, apparently. And then all of a sudden, we have <laughs> Donald Trump as the president. And people were saying, well, what's wrong with the polls? What's wrong with the polls? It's, it's that people who really take voting seriously don't announce their opinions and their votes to the rest of the world, at least not to strangers who are calling them on the phone. Right. So I do think that you're right. I think that there is... I think that there's a groundswell of support, not necessarily for Dr. Oz 
as a candidate. I mean, there were a lot of people who didn't want to get behind him because it was a pretty rough primary. But as the opponent to John Fetterman, of course they're going to vote for Oz. I was on a, a political affairs show this past Sunday in Philly called Inside Story. And I, I said this, I said, you know, of course the Republicans want to gain the majority in the Senate. And of course Oz will help them do that. But there's a very good reason why people would vote for Dr. Oz and against John Fetterman. And that reason is John Fetterman. John right. Fetterman is so radical that anyone who thinks that he is competent, capable, qualified, and um, deserves to be elected as the senator of, of a state that I adore, you know, I've lived here all 60 years of my life, um, they're crazy. And they're also people who really don't love this state. They have an agenda. They're partisans. They're zealots. And it, it's very scary that those sorts of people do proliferate in the areas where you and I live. Fortunately, in the T area, I don't think they live there. And I think the T, Northeastern PA and Central PA, I think they will save us from John Better. We're talking to Christine Flowers. She's in Philly right now. She's a columnist there uh, at the uh, Delco uh, Daily Times, uh, Delaware County Daily Times. And um, she was a columnist for the Inquirer, which has endorsed Fetterman. Uh, and, and real quick, uh, just uh, someone I know, I ran into a guy who put a um, an Oz sign in his yard in that neighborhood that I was speaking about, and he woke up the next day, and his his sidewalk was colored in chalk with all kinds of, uh, I don't think it was, I don't know if it was real nasty stuff, but it was it was obvious that they were attacking him for, for saying that he... Um, and he was supporting Oz, you know, talking about abortion rights, and I don't know what they all they put on it, but they 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 graffitied his sidewalk, and there were there are tons of Fetterman signs. Uh, I'm sorry, Oz signs put up. Uh, no, Fetterman signs put up, and I didn't see anybody's sidewalk uh, with graffiti on it in response to the sign. That's just the way it is. Um, but yeah, I, I want yeah. I want to get to something real quick. I got a couple minutes left here. Yeah. Uh, you're in uh, Philadelphia where crime is out of control. The Inquirer says Fetterman has, quote, made equity in criminal justice a priority. <laughs> now, you're, you're also an attorney. What does equity in criminal justice mean? It, it means that the person who's speaking doesn't have a law degree, never went to the police academy, doesn't know what it means to be a victim of crime. It's, mm -hmm. it's a lot of rhetoric, a lot of sloganeering. It's outrageous. I'm going to be at the University of Pennsylvania tomorrow um, at a panel with uh, a group of young, smart students, and we're going to be talking about criminal justice issues, how they're represented in the media, um, how they affect us on a regular basis. And I'm going to tell these students, and I have an opportunity, that you need to speak to the people in these neighborhoods who have been victimized and ask them if they think that the color of the victimizer matters, if the race of the right. victim matters, if the poverty level of the victim or victimizer matters. And they will tell you over the, the dead bodies of their children and the bleeding bodies of their family members that they don't give a D-A-M-N, you know? Yep, and I got one minute left, and here's the first sentence of the Inquirer's endorsement. By many measures, the first two years of the Biden administration have been fruitful for Pennsylvania. Do you get the feeling that a lot of people in Philadelphia agree with that? I get the feeling that the editors of the Inquirer are now trying their hands at fiction because they sure as heck aren't watching and seeing what's actually happening in this city. I, I said, I went to the, the, the store the other day and spent $65 on salad fixins, liquid plumber, and some toothpaste. You tell me. You tell me. That's why I'm glad you mentioned the whole abortion thing. Abortion is irrelevant. People aren't going to be voting abortion. They're going no. to be voting their pocketbooks. Hey, hey, Christine, I'm out of time. Always great to have you on. Thank you. Take care, John. Bye-bye. Okay. See ya. Christine Flowers, columnist for the Delaware County Daily Times. We'll be right back.
With SRN News, I'm John Scott. Russian airstrikes have cut power and water supplies to hundreds of thousands of Ukrainians. President Zelensky said nearly a third of Ukraine's power stations have been destroyed. An Iranian female competitive climber left South Korea early after competing at an event without a headscarf. Many worry she may have been forced to leave by Iranian authorities. Organizers say Elnaz Rekabi didn't put on a hijab during the final of the International Federation of Sport Climbing Asia Championship in Seoul. Rekabi's decision not to wear the head covering came as thousands protest the death of a woman who was detained for her clothing. Reports say Rekabi was scheduled to leave a day later, but her flight apparently had been moved up unexpectedly. A later Instagram post on an account attributed to Rekabi said her not wearing a covering was unintentional. I'm Karen Chamas. And on Wall Street, this is SRN News. Charlie Dombeck here from Key City Capital. As a practicing CPA for nearly 30 years, I have found that 80% of your ability to grow your wealth is dependent upon two factors, taxes and investment performance. At Key City Capital, we improve investment performance by diversifying capital into off-market investment opportunities in passive rental real estate and alternatives like asset-backed lending. We recover dollars that clients unnecessarily pay in the form of income taxes, creating a lifetime annuity of savings. We are a sponsor of passive, affordable, single and multifamily residential rental investments, which are located in Sunbelt landlord-friendly states. These investments are the top choices in a rising interest rate and inflationary environment. They represent a store of value protecting your capital from market volatility. Learn how we at Key City Capital can help you ultimately grow your wealth rapidly. Connect with me at keycitycapital.com or give me a call at 817-912-1569. Brandon Tatum has seen even more evidence of corruption. I thought that BLM was a fraudulent organization. And I thought that they uh, stole money from the people and they were buying houses. But it is way worse than what I ever thought. It's worse than, it's worse than that. It's more sinister than that. And I, I don't know how people haven't gone to jail from Black Lives Matter. The Officer Tatum Show, weeknights at 7 on AM 1250. The Answer. Whose rule book do you want to play by, the government's or your own? This is Jay Hagerman of Abernathy & Hagerman. Without a proper estate plan, many families end up playing by the government's rule book and losing a lot of what they'd intended to leave to their families. That's why Abernathy & Hagerman presents free, ongoing estate planning workshops with attorney Dan Reimer to help you protect what's yours and make sure the government plays by your rules. The next one's happening soon. For details and to attend, visit a-h.law. Ad paid for by the Sentinel Group. Attention Marines, military personnel, families, and contractors who were stationed at Camp Lejeune. Were you present at Camp Lejeune between August 1953 and December of 1987? You may be entitled to significant compensation. For nearly 34 years, those in the Marine Corps' base Camp Lejeune were exposed to contaminated drinking water, resulting in devastating injuries including several forms of cancer, adverse birth outcomes, Parkinson's disease, and more. North Carolina's procedural laws have prevented victims from getting the justice they deserve, but passage of the Camp Lejeune Justice Act of 2022 would allow you or a loved one to file lawsuits seeking compensation for illnesses and injuries linked to the toxic water. Call today for your free consultation, 800-860-3973. Let our experienced attorneys fight to get you the compensation you deserve, and you pay nothing unless there's a recovery in your favor. Call 800-860-3973. That's 800-860-3973. Again, 800-860-3973. AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The Answer. WPGP Pittsburgh. W223CS Pittsburgh. A division of Salem Media Group. Listen on the Answer mobile app, smart speakers, tune in, iHeart, or Odyssey. Stuck in traffic? We've got the answer. A very busy Tuesday afternoon for you. Let's start with Parkway East outbound. And we've got those delays from Bates Street up to the Squirrel Hill Tunnel. On the inbound side, County Jail to Fort Pitt Bridge. Outbound 28. It's a lot of slow going from Butler Street up to RIDC Park. At least an extra 15 minutes for you there. Heavy on inbound Parkway North, Reedsdale Street to the Fort Pitt Bridge. That's a look at traffic. I'm Jenny Robinson. AM 1250, The Answer. Weather. 
Tonight we'll see rain and snow showers with little to no accumulation, the low 35. A thick cloud cover tomorrow, breezy and cold with rain and snow showers of the morning, little to no accumulation expected, followed by a shower in the afternoon, the high 41. Partly cloudy and cold tomorrow night. There will be a freeze with a low of 31. Some sunshine expected for Thursday with a high of 52. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm forecaster Drew Shannon. The John Steigerwall Show, AM 1250, The Answer. Well, Dr. Anthony Fauci uh, took some time away from going on the late night shows uh, and told 60 Minutes on Sunday that he had nothing to do with any of the schools being closed. It's only a matter of time before he gets his own show in Vegas. Uh, people's opinions of him might change a little bit after they see Robert F. Kennedy, Robert F. Kennedy Jr.'s uh, documentary called The Real Anthony Fauci, which came out today. Jeff Hayes produced that documentary. He joins us now. Jeff, thanks for coming on. Thank you for having me. Yeah, so uh, who is the real Anthony Fauci, and how does he compare to the good doctor who's become, a, I guess, a household word and a hero in the eyes of millions of people the last three years or so? Yeah, that's really fascinating. When I was one of the people that was pretty oblivious until Bobby's book came out. I saw Fauci appear, you know, standing next to Trump, and here's this avuncular grandfatherly, reasonable-sounding guy. You know, some strange flip-flops in the beginning. But it wasn't until I read Bobby Kennedy's book, The Real Anthony Fauci, that I was stunned at how much I was oblivious to. I I read the book, and I've known Bob. This book was a phenomenon. I mean, it sold a million copies, uh, despite being completely ignored by the media. Not one major media review of the book complete freeze out bookstores that wouldn't carry it. And yet it was 17 weeks on the New York times bestseller list and sold a million copies. So I've known Bobby for years. I called him and asked him if he would uh, allow me to make a documentary of the film. And he agreed. And we did a beautiful job and the film is out for free for people to view today. Where can people view it? The real Anthony Fauci movie.com. We're going to have it up for free for 10 days. And, you know, we've already been blacklisted. We've had had you know, different sites remove, you know, remove access. So we may have to play a little cat and mouse, but we're going to keep it up for free for 10 days. And it's it's maybe it's certainly my most important documentary, but it may be the one I'm most proud of. And um, is Fauci a classic example of a media creation? It, no, Fauci is the classic example of a a bureaucrat who knows how to build a power base in both uh, in his field and in the media. It, it, he's a phenomenon. This man has given away grants and, and funding in his lifetime of almost a trillion dollars, $930 billion. So you can imagine the power that he wields with his contemporaries, if you went against Fauci, uh, you lost your funding, you lost your ability to teach at the university, the, the careers that he's wrecked, for people that, that disagreed with him scientifically, it was wreckage that goes back to 1984 when he took his position in the infectious disease department at the NIH. Now, where, how did he, I, I'm going to get to what he did with uh, AIDS in a minute, but how did he come to so much power? Uh, was it a gradual thing? Is it just a bad idea to have anybody uh, put in charge of that much money? You, you nailed it. It's a bad idea for any single person, any bureaucrat, to control that much money. That control, he decides what gets studied and what doesn't. And so you, you mentioned the AIDS. You know the AIDS crisis. He took over the infectious disease department in '84, and the AIDS crisis hit in '84. And he jockeyed to get it called an infectious disease so he could control that. It opened up funding. He built a 1.7 billion dollar budget, and proceeded to shut down any drugs that he didn't want studied. If you remember the Dallas Buyers Club with Matthew McConaughey, where they yeah. were smuggling in drugs to save their own lives because Fauci wouldn't make them available. Instead, it was only AZT, which was the most expensive drug at the time available, $10,000 a year. 
And this was the most deadly chemotherapy in the history of mankind. And that's what he favored. And then he rolled the exact same playbook into COVID. Now, how does someone go from doing what he did almost 40 years ago to uh, not only keep his job after that, but he he sticks around long enough after all of that to still be in charge of uh, pretty much the health of the world uh, for about two and a half years. How, how does he do that? Well, it's it, it's money. You know, he got his budget increased by two point two billion dollars from the Defense Department, where he was carrying out research for the Defense Department, and they needed him in place, and they needed him to do what he was doing, and so you know we have have you know his funding through Eco Health Alliance of the Wuhan lab in in China. Uh, in labs in the Ukraine, um, you know, this research that Obama said, you know, made illegal, um, you know, it just shifted to other locations and they, you know, he served a very unique purpose. There's a reason that he's the highest paid employee of the U.S. government out of over 4 million employees, more than a Supreme Court justice, more than the president, Anthony Fauci has the record. Amazing. And Robert Kennedy's book is called, uh, you mentioned it, it's called The Real Anthony Fauci, Bill Gates, Big Pharma, and the Global War on Democracy and Public Health. So how much time do you spend in the documentary on Gates uh, and Big Pharma? Man, we we get deeply into that. And that was also news to me till I read the book. If you remember, Bill Gates was the most reviled businessman in the country. Uh, the Justice Department was finding him daily, uh, and suddenly he's this great philanthropist. He declared 2010, 2020, that decade to be the decade of vaccines, and the Gates Foundation put up $10 billion to make that happen. But then underneath all this philanthropy, he's deeply invested in the companies that are making the vaccines that we're exporting and demanding all over the world. It's been his most successful uh, investment ever. We have him you know, saying that when he and Fauci got together, that's when things really took off. And that, that's what one of the fascinating things that we show in the film is how these two worked hand in hand. Yeah, there was a story that came out uh, not too long ago. It was, um, I don't know where what the source of it was, whether it was an email or a text message or something, but uh, it became known that Gate, Fauci gave Gates his personal cell phone number. Uh, and that, I guess, kind of speaks to what you're talking about here, is that they were buddies, and they were in on this they, together. They, yeah, they collaborated, and so you have this, this unholy partnership between some of the most corrupt and greedy business people on the face of this earth with government employees who were put in place to protect us. Uh, I, you know, I, in my lifetime, if you would have told me the you know, Democrats always wanted a strong government to protect us from big business. And I've watched them suddenly become the lapdogs of big pharma and I'm like, how did this happen? How did this reversal uh, of philosophy occur almost overnight? You know, and how did it? I, I literally, I, 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 even in spite of all the research we've done, I can't explain it. It is, so, to me, it's almost delusional, the respect that they have for really bad advice. Well, it's also, could it be that, you know, when you're dealing with uh, drugs that can save your life, uh, you have to trust the people who are telling you about those drugs uh, because you're, you're going to either stick them in you with a needle or s- swallow them, however you decide to take them, uh, and they don't make any money unless, you, unless they get people to trust them. So uh, Big Pharma's done a pretty good job of that. They, you know, there's been billions of dollars made. Moderna minted five billionaires during COVID. Uh, Just that one company, the billions that Pfizer made 
And you know how public companies operate. They don't say, well, we had a good year, but, you know, we're going to go back to our regular years now. They expect this to keep coming. And Mm -hmm. so there's more to come. We're talking to Jeff Hayes. He's the producer of documentary uh, Robert F. based on Robert F. Kennedy's book, Robert F. Kennedy Jr.'s book. It's called The Real Anthony Fauci. It's out today. Where, where can people see it again, uh, Jeff? TheRealAnthonyFauciMovie.com. And again, okay. it's free. One, the only thing we're asking of the audience is if you enjoy it, and, and I really did do a great job on this. If you enjoy it, if you are intrigued by it, will you please share it? If not for shows like yours, if not for people willing to stand up and, and talk about this, we would be playing in a complete echo chamber. You know, we had a full page ad in USA Today today. That's the only place that I've been able to buy media. Of course, I can't buy Facebook or Google ads. And so we're counting on our viewers to share this. And millions of people need to see it, especially policymakers. And so why can't you buy Facebook or Google ads? Oh, good grief. They won't. We're screened out uh, from the beginning. I I couldn't get this in any form on Amazon. They won't let me sell a DVD of it. They won't let me sell a thumb drive of it. We went through five appeals. They refused to carry this. Now, they carry Bobby's book, but they said, nope, not not a movie of it. All those doors are closed. Why? What's the reason they give you? Have they watched it, and then you know, do they do they give you uh, reasons based on what they saw? We don't like this, this, and this. We disagree with this and no. that. Or, or, or we we were banned before. We've already been blacklisted by five ISPs before the film came out. So they can't be objecting to the content. Bobby's book, like I said, was the most suppressed book of my lifetime. And it's it's a miracle that he was able to keep it on Amazon, but he's got a very feisty publisher who, who really uh, uh, does a good job. But this story, they do not want this to come out. And more and more of it's going to come out. It's coming out every day. They, they have a reality problem. See, here's my, here's what I don't get about this. Uh, these are, these are uh, people who accept advertising dollars, and that's how they make their money. Um, what is it about Dr. Anthony Fauci that they feel so protective about him? Is it is it because they are protecting him, or do they think you guys are telling a bunch of lies? And what's their motivation? Yeah, the, the CDC and the FDA very early on met with the tech leaders and with the major media companies and explained to them, if you let the other side be heard, you're literally killing people. And I think that they, um, you know, there's many sincere people involved that literally were afraid if people were encouraged to avoid the vaccine, that they would be killing people. As you get higher up, these guys that own these companies, including Google, including Facebook, are investors in these pharmaceutical companies. And their, you know, their conflicts are astounding. So uh, I guess that's my next question. How much of all this, um, and you know, I'm sure you, you covered some of this in the, in the documentary, how much of this is just based on the desire to sell more vaccines? And, they, and not, if yeah. not more for COVID, but for the next thing that comes along. You know, it's, it, it, tomorrow, and I don't know that this will happen, it was in the, uh, the public record of what the FDA and CDC are doing at their meetings. So the, you know, in the government record that's set for tomorrow on the agenda is for them to meet to add the mRNA vaccine to the children's vaccine schedule. Yep. And if they get if they add that to the schedule where it becomes mandatory for children to, to go to school, then Pfizer, Moderna, these companies will continue to enjoy liability protection. If they don't, once we stop living under an emergency uh, status, then they'll lose their emergency liability protection. And so this is when parents really need to be educated. You know, if if this gets, you know, children are just not at risk for being injured by this disease, and we're having no. way too many injuries from the vaccine. 
And if this is added to the schedule, you can point at that and say, okay, that is only for the money. And it was just, um, speaking of children, it was just uh, this Sunday on um, 60 Minutes that uh, Dr. Fa- I think that's where he said it. He said that, I, I, don't blame me for the school closings. I had nothing to do with that. And he's on, he's on video saying that the school should be closed until the case numbers go down, or I don't know what the reason was he gave, but he was out there saying, keep the schools closed. And, and said if he had it to do over again, they asked him any regrets. He said, I would have made the lockdowns harder and sooner. Yeah, so yeah. I, this rewriting of history where Pfizer, you know, now that one of their executives said we never tested, tested the virus you know, for transmissibility, and Pfizer came out and said we never said it would protect against transmissibility. And, of course, Twitter lights up with quotes from Borla, the, the CEO, saying, you know, you need this vaccine to stop transmission. You know, it, it's so easy to see the inconsistencies and in the out lies because there's record of it. Yeah. So I, got, I have two minutes left with uh, Jeff Hayes. He's the producer of The Real Anthony Fauci documentary uh, with Robert F. Kennedy based on his book, I've uh, just got a couple minutes left. Is Dr. Fauci a criminal? I, I don't. I don't know how to answer that. I we. I don't try. I pl- try not to place any judgment. Why did he do this? Was his behavior criminal? We can clearly say what he did. I'll let the viewers make up their mind. I think okay. if Rand Paul ends up with subpoena power after the midterms, I think we're going to get some stunning information once we move this out of the court of public opinion and into the court of law. Is that going to make Robert F. Kennedy Jr. vote for some Republicans? <laughs> what you just said there. I, This is a man without a country. I've watched him, and to me, he's a modern-day Job, as he's lost all the respect and, and allies and friendships, and he is stoically, you know, he told me Friday uh, that he gets up and says, reporting for duty, sir, and he really is. Very cool. Last thing, i got about 30 seconds. What's the most damning or shocking thing that viewers are going to learn from watching uh, the real Anthony Fauci? It, it really was the way we have, have killed so many people uh, testing AIDS vaccines in Africa against these helpless people, pregnant women, uh, children, mothers. Uh, it's, it's a travesty, and as a country, we should have nothing to do with it. Well, Jeff, uh, you can find it at therealanthonyfaucimovie.com. Jeff Hayes produced it, Robert F. Kennedy's book, uh, Robert F. Kennedy Jr., I should say. Thanks for being on the show, Jeff. Really appreciate it. Good luck. Thank you so much. Okay, we'll be right back. You're thinking about fixing up your bathroom. Well, I got the people you should be getting in touch with. That would be Bath R Us. And uh, this is about uh, the bathroom experts there. They offer offer complete bath and shower remodeling services. And the difference here is it's not an overlay. They, they, They tear it out and replace your bathroom. They don't just lay something over it and cover it up. They fix it and change it. And they have modern, durable tubs and showers. Uh, they have a, a, an exclusive high-tech polymer liner. It's low-maintenance. It's resistant to mold and mildew. It's easy to clean, and it lasts for decades. And here's the good thing. It comes with a lifetime warranty. Uh, and there are walk-in tubs, replacement showers, tub-to-shower conversions. More than that, Bath R.S. can transform, en- transform any bathroom to the bath of your dreams. Every unit, custom-built, you pick all the premium accents and accessories and all Bath R Us products are made in the U.S., and every one is installed by certified factory technicians, and it only takes days to do it. Now, you can schedule a free in-home estimate and get $1,000 off, plus 18 months, same as cash. That means zero down, zero payments, and zero interest for 18 months. Call today, 513-715-0778. That's 513-715-0778. Or go to bathrus.com. That's bath, the letter R, us.com, for the bath of your dreams. 
My dog was scratching and shedding like crazy around the house. When I heard about Dynavite Nutritional Supplement, I thought, why not? It couldn't hurt. We literally tried everything else. Our dog quickly took to it, and after a couple of weeks of adding Dynavite to his food, we noticed a big difference. Our little gizmo's coat was shinier, and he almost completely stopped shedding and itching. I can't wait to see how well it helps him with his allergies as the seasons change and he's in the yard more. I'm so glad I tried Dynavite. My dog smelled so bad and scratched herself constantly. We bathed, sprayed, and bathed her again, but no results. And then I heard about Dynavite supplements for gut health, and all of the reviews sounded just like my Bella. After just two weeks, she had major improvements with the smell, and no more scratching or dragging her stomach across the carpet. And her coat is more beautiful than ever. Happier, healthier with every bite. Over a million pets helped with Dynavite. This is the John Stackerwalt Show on AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The Answer. Oh, here's something that'll make you want to throw up. This is uh, something I came across. Uh, Phil Kirpin, who's been a, a guy uh, who was very much um, involved in the uh, COVID hysteria hoax that was going on. And uh, he has uh, on his website, this is from Manatee. It's a school, uh, a, a private school. It's called the Manatee School. And I believe it's in uh, PA somewhere. Uh, this is what they're. Uh, this is what they have on their uh, website. We wanted to take an opportunity to share some exciting news with you, though you may have already noted Mister 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 Powell's growing belly. Tristan is expecting a kiddo in mid January. Did you get that? Mister Powell is pregnant. Of course, you may not. You may have some questions about what that looks like for the manatee class. So we wanted to share some frequently asked questions with you as well. Uh, Tristan is hoping to teach through December and possibly into January, depending on the baby's arrival. While he's off adjusting to being a new parent, that's a new mother, or new, I, I don't know what you call him, the River School will make sure there's no interruption to the learning and adventuring in the Manatee class. Parental leave is very common at River, and more information about specific coverage will be available at this date, closer to the date. Tristan will be a solo parent by choice. A pregnancy has been hopeful planned for at least a decade, and Tristan is thrilled that it's finally happening. They're talking about a woman, but they're saying it's a man, and it's, they're dealing with kids, preschool kids, and they're dealing with how they're going to explain that their male teacher is pregnant. That's where we are in 2022. Good luck to everybody. I'll talk to you tomorrow. John Steckerwald Show is a production of Salem Media Group and sponsored by Service Master of Greater Pittsburgh. Demand the Yellow Van.